Trying to decide whether that new game is worth your $60? Or maybe you're just wondering if an old game is worth your time. Well, you came to the right place. This is the only podcast that tries to answer the question. Should I buy it, though? Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Should I Buy It, Though? I am son of the underworld, Jagrius. Giancarlo Gagrius. Nope. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> no, More like Giancarlo. No Gagrius. Hey. Anyway. <laughs> I, <laughs> you can't take it back. TJ Barry, God of Music. Um, I'm Amanda Ficasa, and I'm really upset. I didn't think of anything clever this week, but I'm actually <laughs> upset that I didn't think of anything clever this time. Um, I want to be Thanatos. God I of be- Beauty. No, let's be real. And aggression. I'll be god of death. I think that makes the most sense. God of aggression. I'm I'm Nick Palazius, god of gods. Ooh. And this week we have a very special guest with us. We have Tozaman. God of daddies. Hey, I'm Tozaman. I'm your deity of gay shit. (laughs) (laughs) More like gaiety. Anyway. All right. Uh, And this week we are talking about Hades, the new roguelike game from uh, Supergiant Studios. That's correct, right? Supergiant? Yes, Super yeah. Giant okay, Games. Okay, cool. I got it wrong in our 24-hour impressions. I could not remember it for the life of me, but here we are. Uh, yeah, uh, I, we're super excited to talk about this game this week. Uh, for context, uh, I played the game. I played it on Switch. I have now completed the game three times, so I technically haven't reached that, you know, true, true ending. But I've made my way through the entirety of what the game has to offer, technically speaking. I also played the game. I streamed it live. So if you watched it, you experienced it with me. And I have (laughs) just under 40 hours on that game. Uh, We did not get the true, true ending yet, but we've made it there twice. And we're going to do it eventually. And I can't wait. (laughs) I have not played the game, but I really like Percy Jackson. Yes. <laughs> yes. Cool. Uh, I've made it to the end end once. I will get to the true ending. I will. It's not going to be today. It'll be in the future, <laughs> but I'm going to get there. Yeah. And um, I've like heard about it in passing. I think it's like pretty fun. I think I'd like to like get into it. Um, I like downloaded it recently. I think I have like 140 hours on it. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> still like sinking my feet in um well i, I okay i actually don't want to jump too far ahead but i actually do want to give one piece of advice which is i got psyched out by this is that when you think you get the true ending you'll like see the credits roll and you'll be like oh great i got the true ending and just like i'm just letting you know like please keep playing it because there's oh, like boy. a true true ending ending so just you, you're gonna think you're done with it but there is like definitely more that happens so oh. make sure Good you to keep know. playing okay yeah so i know. think it's safe to say that the doctor of hades uh for this week's episode is absolutely our very special guest tozaman yeah uh, <laughs> yeah we had we had mr palazzo for uh for undertale and we had benetatos for bioshock uh we've now outsourced our doctor it's because we needed a, a specialist um <laughs> okay but, well, for, well can i tell you all how weird it is hearing your voices on this because i was i was listening i was thinking okay i should like do some research on should i buy it though and like listen to an episode and like see how it goes and i'm like the first one the first and only one i put on was like the control one with everybody was speaking with this like deep like urban latinx accent and i was like Am I gonna have to do this? Like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> so then I thought that was gonna be like a bit that like maybe happens for like the entire podcast. Uh, we were in an almost was. Okay. Uh, okay. We were we were still figuring out what it is that we wanted, which path we wanted to go with. Should I buy? And uh, you know, decisions were made. Were they right? Were they wrong? Who Who's knows? To say. 
I, I, I was just like, I didn't like that. That was the only one I'd heard. So I didn't know if that was like a one-off or like we were going to be doing that. Anyway, it's no, great to pretty hear. much every other episode is like this. Okay. Great. Yeah. <laughs> we should bring that back for Halloween. Anyway. I agree. We'll see. Yeah, it was pretty scary. Um, <laughs> Yeah, who is that? <laughs> but yeah, uh, I am super, super excited to be your resident Hades expert. Um, without spoiling anything, please um, pick my brain for anything I can offer y'all on this game because I've put um, a little time into it, and I think it's like probably game of the year. So, ooh, it's up there for yeah. sure. I agree. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, absolutely. So I think simple place to start. And TJ, please, if you have questions at any point. Uh, from an outside perspective, please feel free to ask. Oh, but dude. I think a decent place to start, just uh, if you didn't listen to like our Spelunky review, because apparently this is not in everyone's vocabulary, is defining uh, roguelike and kind of the, the elements that you can expect in this game. Basically, all this means is that you're expected to complete the game in a single sitting. Uh, if you die, uh, and granted there are like things in this game like death-defying feats and stuff like that, but once you die, you have to go all the way back to the beginning. There's not really checkpoints, and you're expected to complete runs uh, in that fashion. This is very different from something like Spelunky, though, because Spelunky is kind of this... Uh, this 2D like platformer, whereas this is more of a dungeon crawler esque uh, type thing, and yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I, I'm just curious to if you guys had to explain this to someone you know who is not well versed in in games or anything. What are like the highlights of this game? What what do you think are its defining traits? I guess uh, uh, the style. I wanted to have sex Greek. with everything. Yikes! <laughs> it's all Greek to me. That's, that's yeah. what it is. Yeah. And also what Palazzo said. <laughs> Not just the... Go ahead, Toe. Go ahead. Oh, no. I was just going to say, I'm, I'm trying to think of how to describe it. And um, I think when people ask me about, about games or I try to explain them, I think it's helpful to kind of talk about it in terms of, like, what's the core gameplay loop, mm. right? So, like, what is, like, basically, like, the dopamine cycle? Like, what is the thing sure. you do repeatedly that, like, brings you enjoyment for, like, the majority of the game, right? Um, so, I, I guess, like, I would characterize it as... A uh, roguelite action RPG slash dating sim, sort of, right? So, <laughs> fair. So there, so there, fair, so yeah. there's okay. like, so there's like, kind of that like core gameplay loop of like you do the roguelite action RPG gaming segment, and then that's kind of punctuated by these like interludes where you interact with the various NPCs throughout the underworld, and that's kind of like the social simulator uh, that goes into it. Um, so that that's how I would probably break it down and explain it to people. I don't know if that helps. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. And and you bring up uh, one of my favorite elements of the game, which is kind of the the almost dating sim esque mechanics that are in there. Uh, as someone who it's been no secret throughout all of Should I Buy It though, I very much enjoy like a good narrative. Uh, for me, something like replayability in and of like being able to play the same levels over and over again does not rank as highly on my priorities when I'm looking for like media as far as having like a solid core experience. And I think this game does a really good job of kind of taking people whose interests might line up more in my territory on that front and stringing those aspects of like of a cool narrative with these awesome characters and developing it in bits uh, so that you are encouraged to continue through the gameplay, even after you might think you're done. Like maybe, you know, you beat the final boss and you're like, I don't care so much about the other ending, but you will because there is that, you know, the narrative thread as well as the side plots with uh, a bunch of characters who uh, who you interact with literally just one conversation at a time every single time you go through. And sometimes they're not even there. So like you're dying to see the next bit of the story and the character's just not there. And you I have thought, to wait until you see him next. I thought that was the coolest, one of the coolest things about this game. Like, not just that it's a roguelike that has um, a narrative. By the way, this is my first roguelike, so I really have nothing to compare it to. But anyway, <laughs> um, it has a narrative. But every time you die and go back to the beginning, rinse and repeat all that stuff... So far, for me, every little bit of dialogue is different. Like, you're experiencing something new every single time you go through it. And that is super impressive. Like, I don't even think I've played another game. Like, there's been other games where um, there hasn't been a lot of dialogue repeated, but eventually you get the same stuff. And this, I've played God knows how many hours, and I have yet to see a repeat of anything. It's amazing. It really is. Yeah, no, same here. This was also my first roguelike, and... I thought I was going to hate it. 
I was so wrong. Um, but I think uh, the fact that the fact that every time you die and you go back and there's more to discover within the narrative is just part of the game's like brilliance because it just it just it helped the fact that I, I knew I was going to die a lot, especially it being my first roguelike and I'm more of a casual gamer. So, but knowing that I was going to start from the beginning, but get so much more to this hefty, chunky, delicious story, I was totally okay with dying for the most part, for the most part. Yeah. yeah um, I, I think like maybe for people who like aren't familiar with the narrative or haven't played the game, maybe we should explain like what the premise sure. is. Yeah. Sure. So... Very, very oh, okay, I mean, I can do. Or I don't know. <laughs> I, uh, uh, nose game. So nose goes. I'll take it. I'll take yeah. it. Okay. Great. I mean, sure. I guess. Uh, so very simply, you play as Zagreus, uh, son of Hades, and you are attempting to escape from the underworld. And so you are working through the different layers. There, there are three sections. You start in Tartarus and you work your way up, uh, and you encounter. All manner of different characters from Greek mythology as you attempt to escape. And the main hook is kind of that you are trying to discover something about your mother. Uh, you, without trying to give too much away, uh, your father has essentially been keeping something from you. And to discover the truth, you are trying to get out of the underworld uh, to go see what lies beyond. And your father is vehemently against that. <laughs> um, Sending all manner of things to kill you, and they often will. Um, I, I think that's basically the core, the core narrative. But then it com- it gets more complex as you go, as well mm-hmm. as all these side narratives featuring you know other characters from mythology that I know I got excited when I ran into quite a few of them, and then discovering that some of them had like shared links across the different layers of the underworld that you can kind of. You act as like a messenger between the two of them. Uh, I, I think it's a it, it's a really, really unique way to incentivize that exploration and to get you excited about the next chamber when you're like, oh, that's that's that person. I'm going to go see that person now. I get to go find out. Yeah, yeah let's go. Um, yeah. D- does that sound fair? D- yeah, I think that's, yeah. A, that's a great explanation of it. Cool. Yeah. I love what? it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh... <laughs> so i mean so i mean what is it for you guys that like kind of really draws you in or makes you want to play it so many times the um, oh go ahead amanda um for me it's definitely i mean one it's the greek mythology i think for me it's the story one i love greek mythology but like mm. tj said at the beginning um when i was in middle school i was super into percy jackson and i ate that series up during quarantine i revisited it and i was like maybe it's actually not as which i mean it's you know ya and but i went back into it and i was finished it again super quick and i was crying over it and i just felt so much and i i just love it so getting to kind of revisit it again within hades and just see all these characters that i've come to like know and even though like they're gods and it's, I don't know. It was just really cool. It was really neat. And, uh, I don't know. That's just, it keeps me coming back for more and more. And I just want to, I want to see these relationships develop, especially with Zagreus. Cause he's kind of like a lesser, uh, a lesser God compared to like everyone else in the story. So it's like, he's like discovering these gods and stuff. And you're like, Zag, like, yes, like obviously. And you discover, I know that the two characters that John was talking about and he's like, he knows nothing about like those two characters relationship. I'm like, dude, how do you not know the relationship between these characters? Like yeah. everybody does. But then I'm like, Amanda, it's literally a game. Calm down. But that's what keeps me coming back. <laughs> yeah. I, I think maybe one of the things we haven't mentioned yet is that part of this gameplay is that you're getting these power ups from Greek deities. So that's mm-hmm. kind of your main way of interfacing with them. So like like for me one of the things that was most compelling about it is that you get to like meet all your like favorite like deities from like greek mythology but also they're just as like temperamental and just as kind of petty as like greek deities are so sometimes they will like work against you or very often they will work against you uh sometimes they'll like give much better boons to like your enemy (laughs) which i I find very like annoying uh so so I, i think just like but it was also but you know those 
deities are also all your extended family. Uh, So I found it to be just kind of like a really interesting meditation on like family relationships and like how they're sometimes toxic and sometimes complicated. And um, without, without going too much into the ending, I think it does, it gives like a really beautiful like exploration of like what the potential for those relationships are, no matter like how close or distant they might be. Um, I think just like it's the game for 2020, right? It's like a game where you're like in hell all the time and you're like trying to get out of it. And like every time you try to leave, you just kind of get like killed and you have to start from ground zero. But I think it's, I think the central message of it is that the relationships you build along the way are still gratifying, even if you don't succeed, right? Yeah, I, yeah. that's very, very well put. Uh, and on a narrative front, I mean, absolutely, uh, that's one of the things that kept me hooked. And I, I found myself surprised at how often I returned to this game, um, even when I wanted to put it down, like, it, it was hard to, despite, like, playing on the Switch, like, thumb pain for days now. I can't, like, <laughs> this is, it's not a pleasant experience at this point. But there is just something so incredibly compelling, both uh, gameplay loop-wise, I think it does, uh, it strikes that balance where I think this is what puts it more in the rogue light genre as opposed to the, you know, roguelike. I, I still have trouble distinguishing between the two. But the fact that you are continually getting these, uh, you know, while the boons that you get throughout your run are unique and you're going to have different builds each time around, you do have certain upgrades that will carry over and make you stronger each time. And so one of the, the things about the game is that it certainly kind of relishes in the fact that, yeah, you're going to die a lot like a lot of these games do. But it's also, like, weirdly encouraging and supportive in being like, hey, you made it farther. And the characters in the game will tell you that. They're like, I believe in you. Like, you, you did really good. Oh, I heard you fought that guy. Yeah, that's a that's a nasty fight. But you, you got it. You got it. And it's you almost don't expect it from, like, the presentation. Like, I expect a darker game. Uh, and the relationships, kind of like you were saying, you know, where even though you are failing, it's kind of like these relationships are... Uh, still make that journey worth it and in turn are kind of feeding back into uh, your progress and your eventual successes uh, because as you develop these relationships, you get rewarded for it as well, in turn making you stronger. So it is this kind of really great gameplay loop between all of these different aspects that kind of link together in subtle ways that you might not expect at first to the point where like you will likely neglect some of the like most powerful aspects of the game at the beginning just because you don't expect it to be as deep as it is. Uh, or at least on, on my end, that's how I found myself interfacing with it. And then I was like, oh, time to catch up. Let's, and hey, hey, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I agree. And to me, one of the most um, endearing connections I made to the game was through the main character, Zagreus, because his progression through the story and the relationships that he develops along the way sort of in a way, kind of mirrors what the player may be wanting him to say or or how they're feeling at a certain time, I think, especially with how he interacts with a lot of people in the main house of Hades and um, the the ways that he helps people in between runs. And just like his dialogue changes throughout each run, because the further and further you get in the game, the more and more like sometimes frustrated he gets. There's times he's like, oh, fuck this boss. All right, let's get it over with. Move on, because he's been through this 50 times just like you have. Mm-hmm. And um, that sort of connection that you have with the main character, I think, really helped out this game a lot, because... He may be one of my favorite characters I've seen throughout the whole year in terms of games. I loved him, and that made me love the game even more. Yeah, yeah I think, um, t- t- to your point, I think one of the things that struck me as like really uncanny about the game is like how eerily on point the writing is like in terms of like emulating like what the player's thoughts and feelings might be like there were so many times where i would think like okay well isn't this a plot hole or isn't this like a thing that shouldn't happen and then the immediate next interaction i would have with an npc is them being like i bet you were wondering about this plot hole and i have an explanation for it like it's like like it's just like it's it's like it's just very intelligently spaced out and i think the thing that really sets it apart from a lot of other games is i think a lot of other games, like particularly in this time that we're living in, like really relish in how punishing they are. Like I think of like um, like Dark Souls, for instance, yeah, or even like sure. Darkest Dungeon. Like I think I think those games like think like 
every time it beats you that like it has to kind of like rub it in a little bit whereas uh-huh. i feel like this game is like really lovingly written in that it's like yeah like you were mentioning john like it like the, every, all the characters are encouraging but i mean this isn't spoiling anything major it's like one yeah. tiny interaction but like later on in the game like after you've like beaten it a bunch of times um a character who gives you a lot of the power-ups that you get that carry over from run to run she goes by the way that was just to like encourage you you're actually powerful without those why don't you try turning off all those power-ups and running it again and seeing how you do and then so i was like oh i don't know if i can do it by like turning off like all the mirror of night talents but i turned off all the mirror of night talents and then i like went to go fight the bosses again and then the bosses would comment on the fact that I had turned off those <laughs> upgrades and they'd be like, Hey, wow. now this is a fair fight again. Uh, so I think it's like, like there are so, so many conditions upon which like certain yeah. pieces of dialogue come into play. And the fact that there is like a new one, every single room I go into out of like 60 rooms per run is just like mind boggling. Like I think of like, we all make podcasts here. Or most yeah. of us like work in audio. Like we know how pains like painstaking it is to get like, one good line of audio and i just think of how they have like thousands upon thousands in this game like by an indie studio so, i mean indie-ish yeah. right um so yeah that was like really just like mind-boggling for me absolutely and that was kind of the the next thing that i wanted to touch on in that vein was uh kind of like what palazzo was saying and also uh playing back into what toe was saying with the way that it is uh reactive to your run and kind of reflective of what you're thinking as an individual it shows just the the absurd amount of effort they had to put into this game because uh you have your interactions with all of the gods like i love you know getting a visit from my uncle poseidon he always brings me some nice gifts it's great uh but then like in a different run if you just don't find him for a while and then you get to him i'm like oh uncle poseidon give me a gift and he like snarks you he's like oh yeah you've been getting gifts from zeus okay yeah that's fine uh (laughs) sure uh, and and stuff like that, along with the fact that something I'm curious about, I could have sworn watching some of Amanda's streams, we had very different interactions with characters. Yes, like huh. she was interacting with some of the the side plots, I guess for for lack of a better word, and they seemed way more aggressive <laughs> with her than they were with me. Oh, interesting. <laughs> And I'm just, I'm curious if this is, like, a known. Like, are there different, like, pathways for these stories? I feel like in the end they shook out the same, but based on, like, because there are different, you know, conditions in order to meet someone and it being randomly generated, you could go a while without, like, interacting with people. I'm curious if, like, for initial triggering conversations, if they have different variations um, based on where you're at, because it that seemed to be the case from what I saw, unless my brain is making stuff up. I'm, I'm just curious if, if either, if anyone else had like different experiences, like I know Palazzo, you watch some of the streams as well. If anything seemed like starkly different to you. I mean, I just remember you telling me about one specific interaction mm. with the character and you're like, oh, it was so like pleasant, whatever. I was like, I didn't get that reaction at all. She was actually yeah. very upset. She was not happy. I don't understand. <laughs> what yeah, did I do it, wrong? It's definitely possible to ha- to kind of change the nature of the relationship you have with certain characters, at least to some degree. Like particularly, like with the romantic options, like mm-hmm. it will tell you, like, oh, do you want to like hook up with this person and then they'll in parentheses afterwards it'll be like also it's okay if you don't want to they'll be fine (laughs) (laughs) like i think that's like really sweet that like it kind of like it kind of really lets you like pretty much all types of people insert themselves in a way that they feel comfortable uh which you don't often see i mean i do have criticisms of it I, i think like again just because of the way that the game is made like it, the, the relationship system feels very like vending machine esque, right? Yes. Where it's like you 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 pump people full of nectars and eventually they love you, right? And it's like, wouldn't that be nice if I could like do that in the real world, <laughs> yeah. right? Um, but 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 to kind of go back to Amanda and John's point, I I, I agree that like it's definitely there's definitely a high variation between the way characters interact with you initially because I know like I had played about. 50 hours of Hades and still had not met Thanatos and everybody was talking about Thanatos and like I had not met him like once ever uh and I I don't think I had met him until I had like beaten the game like a couple of times and then I finally met him and then I was like oh okay everybody who was talking about this one character like I didn't meet until like much much later so I think it's probably random yeah 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 yeah, for sure because I was on stream and 
same thing. I was like, I still haven't met Thanatos. Like, why? I want to meet Thanatos. Everyone's talking about Thanatos. And then eventually Thanatos popped up and I was really happy. So, what, well, what do you think is the appeal with him? <laughs> you know, the is it that I his don't... lats could cut a diamond? Because that's what the appeal <laughs> is for me. <laughs> I just remember like the first, I had no idea Thanatos was going to be in the game. I, I but I was on Twitter and I had seen like fan art and it was Thanatos and Zagreus. And I was like, oh, uh, but I opened it. I'm like, oh, they're like making out. I was like, oh, okay, I, I get it. I can see this. I mean, for sure. Like, okay. But I, I still hadn't met Thanatos. But then I started to think about it and I'm like, I mean, their mom, who they thought was their mom, isn't their mom. So they're not related. But at the same time, they're Greek. So yeah, like, them being related is a non-issue. They weren't going to care anyway. But I just... Also, like, the dialogue between them. I don't know if it's because I saw, like, that picture and I saw posts about them and I'm like, ooh, like, they're going to ooh. Or if it's because, like, the dialogue between them is actually kind of like, oh, this is a little spicy. You know what I mean? Because I can also get get that feeling between, like, Zag and Meg. I I was going to say because, like... Maybe maybe it's just because I hadn't seen any of that fan art, but I did not read into the relationship with Thanatos like that at all. I was just like, my brother, oh, this is so sweet. Uh, like helping me helping me kill people, having friendly competitions. How wonderful. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but I, I, that also just goes to show like the different pathways that you can take with uh with the game and. But also, I I do see like the frustrations as well with the transactional nature and also the um the random nature of it as well because i have characters who have been waiting to develop my relationship with that i have not seen in like 15 runs i'm like you, you're just not here ever i can't talk to you uh yeah that's know, maybe it's just trying to emulate life but <laughs> i think that's like where the kind of what they're trying to do with the story and what they're trying to do with the gameplay doesn't quite meet up perfectly because there's a whole another aspect that we'll probably get into soon about the gameplay and choices that you make there and how you strategize on each run that you totally at, at a certain point at least for me forget about all the story stuff like in the beginning I might be making a choice between two different gods because oh I like Poseidon better than Zeus oh, but yeah. down the road it's like fuck that but where's Ares I need him now you know <laughs> Um, and it's a whole different mental process ball game, which is cool in a way. It, the game's making me think three dimensionally, I guess. But um, I, there's a whole lot of thought that goes into progressing through this game. It's crazy. Like I had a question actually regarding that. I, I'm not sure if any of us mm-hmm. have the answer, but it was on stream today where I was met between having to pick between Ares or Poseidon, and I remember another occurrence that I had to pick between Ares and Athena. So originally I had picked Athena over Ares, had to do the little fight, and then Ares was like, oh, here you go. So whatever. But then this time I was like, if I choose Poseidon, is Ares going to be like extra mad at me because I didn't pick him twice? Or okay, because I was like, is this like an Undertale? Is it like fully aware of what's going on? They will remark on it. Like, like if you if you if you you know spurn Demeter like multiple times, she'll be like, oh my god, do you hate me? But like the actual (laughs) like mechanical like aspect of it doesn't get like materially worse. The only time I don't remember if we've had this chat yet, but. Going against me is, like, not in your best interest, dude. (laughs) The only time it does is when you get to those specific rooms where it's, like, literally pick between two gods, and you will piss the other one off. Yeah, I think that's what you're talking about. That's what yeah, we're referring to, I but mean. if you do oh, it that continually, is. if it, if it like, oh, pisses oh, them off Oh, down the road, you mean? No, yeah. no, no, no. Just in that room. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. And for those of you that don't know, the way the game kind of works is you're you're clearing a dungeon or room, and then at the end of that dungeon, you're either just progressing through one door, or you have to choose between one or another door, and they present different rewards. So you're kind of branching off to different paths there. Like, oh, do I want health at this point, or do I want attack power? And that's sort of how the game goes on through different areas. I think there's three or four total major areas in the game, and you're just progressing, mm-hmm. trying to get as far as you can. Yeah, I'm curious on the front of gameplay, uh, because something that the game has a couple of mechanics in place to try to incentivize uh, variation, because there are so many different builds that you can take and approach uh, with this game. 
because you have a number of uh, weapons and charms and power-ups and all these things at your disposal. Uh, and I'm curious if the mechanics that were in place, like, for example, there are special rewards that you get for defeating a boss with a weapon that you can really only get on the first time that you do it with each new particular weapon. Things like that. Did you find yourselves chasing those incentives, or did you find yourselves kind of, like, pigeonholing yourself further and further into, like, a specific build? Um, absolutely chasing, like, the variety, because... Um... So, so one of the ways the game encourages you to do that with some, is with something called the 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 list of the faded list of minor prophecies, yes. um, and like a lot of the achievements give you like really really nice rewards, um, and like one of the and like a lot of the achievements will be like use every single one of like the duo boons from like all of the gods, and there's like seventeen different duo boons or whatever, and like you need to get extremely specific abilities from multiple gods and combine them, and then you have a chance of unlocking the special duo ability or legendary ability. Yep. And then you have to get that for every god. And then if you do that, you get like fifteen like Ambrosia or Titan's blood or whatever. So I was always like for me particularly, like like knowing, okay, I'm gonna die anyway. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna chase like the highest variety of things and like i built really suboptimally for a very long time um until i got like every achievement because i wanted to kind of just like get every reward and then put those into like my weapons that i wanted to work on uh for me i think for the beginning of the game until i got my first win it was definitely just find the one thing that works the best and stick with it. I think that was just my Dark Souls brain not really translating to this game because I usually just oh, put all your points into strength, find the one weapon that works, and beat the game. But then after a while, like the the first time I got through the whole run, I'm like, that was awful. It was very slow. Um, I, I kind of pigeonhole myself to this one thing. There was no variety there. So ever since I did that one run, I've been trying different weapons different uh combinations of the boons all that different stuff and i've had a lot more fun um on my consecutive runs through the game so i highly recommend going that way try to see everything you can in this game try all different methods if you find something that works for you great because you can have fun that way too but i definitely say try all different combinations of things and see what works hold on so you mentioned different weapons can you tell me a little bit more about that because i think this group has some strong opinions on certain <laughs> weapons. i was about to say just pick uh, the shield because that's all you need you the spear is the best oh my god weapon. twin fists no, all okay, the, hold on, hold the on. twin fists hold okay yeah. huh. i Look, have i've I... never it has not taken me over two minutes to defeat the second boss in like years just because of the spear i get through encounters so quick it's so interesting because we had this conversation and you posted on twitter and literally all the responses (laughs) to that one tweet were different so i think that's really funny but although i did stick as soon as i got the shield and i i stuck with i'm still with aegis like i've completed two out of the ten that i whatever for Mm -hmm. you know with Aegis and I'm I'm happy like we are together and we are chef's kiss okay but I do like you know to change it up I'll spice it up a little bit and I went ahead and I tried your little spear or whatever and I couldn't get past Asphodel because I got past Meg with it yes but good god it and then I was like look Toe said the fists let's 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 (laughs) try the fists and I did and I couldn't get past Meg. And I was like, I hate, I'm so sad. Like, what is going on? And I tried it for a bit because I'm like, okay, obviously first run, I got to get used to it. Ah, And it's just, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know. It's like For me with the weapons, I'm thinking long term because I would love to blaze through the whole game in two seconds. But I'm always thinking about the very final fight. There's a few moves in that final fight where i'm like i don't know how i could possibly get through this alive without the shield exactly deflect which is why i use the shield so until i figure out a way to get through the game or i upgrade the spear more the sword more i think the shield might be the only way i could beat it but i am still willing to learn more methods My pro tip for the game in general is as soon as you can get a deflect that is attached to your dash, get it and never stop dashing and nothing can hit you. Ever. (laughs) 
It's true. Yeah. So, I, so, I, I am pressing B 75% of the time I spend in the game to just to dash. But to everyone else's credit, after I made that tweet and got my responses, I have now played through the game all the way until the final boss with every single weapon. Uh, but the only weapon I've been able to use to actually defeat the boss has been the spear right That's now crazy. so yeah, so very quickly for folks who are not familiar with the game or don't play what we're sure. talking about is that like there are certain weapons you can choose that kind of control or rather really shape the rest of your run and what builds yeah. you build around it so you have a sword you have a spear you have a shield a bow um, a pair of giant knuckles or um, a machine gun uh so, <laughs> so 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 those are the options we're talking about and i think just a lot of the fun of talking about hades comes around to what weapon choices people use because i think we talk about them a little almost as if they have like this like like heuristic quality like they yeah. say something about you right so like <laughs> like 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 what like no offense when i hear people like love the bow or the spear i'm like oh those like talentless casuals they just like, <laughs> don't want to like learn the mechanics they just want to like stand a million miles away and just like spam one button You're not Whereas, wrong. Like, i pride myself on like learning the fist because it's like okay you got to be up close and personal and like every boss you got to know all their moves yeah. to like dash away at the perfect time and also it's like i think that there's just like something very satisfying about like punching your way through hell like that just sounds <laughs> very like like what i would want to do <laughs> but also cool. it's like i, I don't know I, I play like a monk in every game possible as folks who listen to drivis might know but um i i think like there's like 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 the fists alone have like very low damage attached to them and i think one of the things that's like really gratifying for me in games is like kind of pushing the logical limits of like underpowered things Mm -hmm. so like for me for fists i was like okay these things have low damage so i don't want to like increase the stats on the damage because it's going to scale like very slowly so instead i want to go for like additional damage with like aries aries is like doom or like dionysus is poison because that's like extra additional damage that i can scale instead of like my weak base damage like that's like super nerdy like mathematical stuff but that stuff is like really gratifying for me as a gamer uh so that i i think absolutely different play styles i think it can appeal to different play styles in a way that a lot of games might not necessarily i think for me my only thought process was the shield worked in kingdom hearts so therefore i'll try it in this <laughs> oh, I, I, won. I never pay, i always like threw away the shield in kingdom hearts what <laughs> i was like always take the wand always throw away no. the shield. you don't throw away the shield oh, oh it just gives you hp right no defense yeah, who needs that? Just don't get hit. And you get scanned early. <laughs> yeah. So you're coming back for the Kingdom Hearts review. You're coming oh. back. Oh my goodness. The number of times I've wanted to be like on any Kingdom Hearts podcast. I've tried to make this happen with, with Sproforge so many times. I'm like, can we please just do a Kingdom Hearts podcast? Toe's um, coming on. We will, we will make it happen. Come through. Uh, yeah. We are officially doing it. And I know myself and Amanda have never played it. I've played it. A long time ago. Okay. Only one. Never mind. I speak for myself. But I have never played it. Fair. Um, but no. I also feel like four of us have been talking about Hades a lot, and I would like love to get like a perspective from somebody who's like maybe hearing about it more recently or yeah. hasn't played it yet. I mean, like it sounds cool. Um, <laughs> watching Amanda play, like it looks like something I enjoy and be fun too. I think I would also like probably be one of those people that try to get up in there with the knuckles just because like yeah punching stuff is just fun in general and like i every game i play i love being that character that like gets into the fray and usually gets messed up because of it <laughs> needs healing um did you have any impressions of like the different deities that you saw um not really like <laughs> like, I was just watching. I was, like, just, like, I was just like so immediately enamored with them. I didn't know if that was the case. For yeah, like I just thought else. it was interesting, like the takes on the different deities they put into the game, and just like how they represented them in general. Just because, like in my head, like in my head and like media, they're like one way, and then you see them in game, and it's like, oh, this is kind of cool. Like I like this guy. Um, like what? Like what way would you say you see them in media versus like how they're portrayed in the game? I mean, like. Mostly like just like Percy Jackson or like a lot of times you'll see them. Um, they're always like hoity-toity or like standoffish and like the other ones. They're all just like, oh, you're humans or whatever. Like go do whatever you want. Or like an anime. They're always just like, oh, you peons. But like in this one, they're all little like family. They're like, nephew, what's good? Like, yeah, let me help you out. Like cousin, like. 
I mean, I hope it's not like super off-color dimension. I feel like my media portrayal of all of them that I've seen is that they're always white, right? That is also true. So for that's me, it was like really refreshing because I feel like true. there's this idea we have like from all the like white statues we see, which are actually like bronze statues that became mm-hmm. white over time. But because yeah. they're white now, everybody kind of like perceives them as white. So I really liked how they tried to diversify them. So we have like the very first deity you meet is like Athena, essentially. And so she's a black woman. And then we have... Hermes, who I read, is, like, East Asian. And then we have... I mean, Aphrodite could be, like, white-passing, like, yeah. Latina, maybe. I don't know. I, I I thought she was, like, maybe potentially, like, POC. And then... Were there other ones? I feel like there were more. But I feel like it was, like, diversified. Maybe it wasn't as diversified uh, um, as I thought. Patroclus? Patroclus. Oh, I, I see. I say Patroclus. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I, I, I liked him a lot, too. So, um... I really appreciated that they that they diversified the pantheon, and I know that they've been getting like a lot of like praise for that. I guess like maybe I'm like a little bit too critical, or like I always like demand too much because like for me, I felt like like for me, I was like really like this was as far as they could go with the diversity of it. Like like why couldn't like would it kill a deity to be fat? Like like why are sure. they why are these all like super ripped deities? You know like, like, they, like they, they're literally all powerful. They can do whatever they want, but they all but they all have to like work out like yeah right. every yeah. hour of the day, right? So it's so, like there were like little things or, or or like you know like why like would it how powerful would it be to sh- like have like a like a disability portrayal for like a deity, right? Like I think that would oh, just absolutely. be like so interesting, right? Um, so I, I think that there were like a lot of like squandered opportunities. Like I feel like. With, like, the latest, like, push we have for, like, diverse representation, I feel like there's this kind of, like, barrier where people, like, really like diverse representation as long as, like, the majority is still, like, very normatively attractive. Yeah, right. Um, So I I, I would have liked for the game to challenge that more, but, like, I mean, again, this is, like, like, I think it speaks to how good Hades is, that, like, this is the level of, like, criticism that I can have. There was was one moment in particular that kind of touched me, um, in terms of like inclusion and accepting others, it was a dialogue option between Zagreus and Dusa, who is the floating Medusa head in the the main base lobby. Um, she she pretty much has a huge crush on Zagreus, adores him, and um, Zagreus is kind of playing nice guy, like oh yeah, cool Dusa, and it is such an easy low-hanging fruit thing to do to be like oh yeah here's this hot protagonist that is kind of like skirting off the nerdy sort of character but there was a moment where she kind of musters up the courage to ask him for drinks to go out essentially and he's like oh yeah sure that'd be nice let's go get drinks sometime sort of as like a I, I don't know. Do you guys kind of get where I'm going? Yeah, with that? I, t- I, t- I totally sure. see what you're saying. Like he's like, he's almost yeah. like two. Like he's like a like an ubermensch of sorts, yeah. right? Like he's right. extremely good at everything, and he's super nice. Like yeah, right. And the, like even this... from the beginning with Dusa, I thought like that relationship was always just so sweet. I was just like, I I wanted to talk to Dusa more. I'm like, Dusa, no, come back. I I want to talk to you. This is so you're so cute. So, it's funny. Yeah. I haven't had the interaction Paul's is talking about. Oh, I, it, I, I, it's I, yeah. super subtle and super nice, and I don't know why it got me, but I'm like, they, mm, they don't do no, this often it. enough in um, other forms of media. Just that slight connection. Sure. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, I found it really tender. I identify with Dusa the most, I think, because like I think if I was in the House of Hades, like I would be her, right? Just like <laughs> cleaning and just like marveling at everybody else, being like, "Oh my god, you're so cool." So like, I really liked her a lot, um, and I think. Yeah. Um, without again i don't think this is a spoiler but just like i think she clearly sees the other relationships that zagreus builds and like has kind of a certain envy around like not having a body uh with which she can interact with zagreus and like she's literally a floating head so i thought that was like really like a sweet conflict that they like you know explore Mm -hmm. interestingly absolutely yeah i mean like you said it it does kind of speak to the quality of the game to where, you know, when we're talking about our gripes with it. Yeah, that these are the gripes that you can have, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's like, oh, it, it's, there's not enough as opposed to, you know, being like, as opposed to having it completely whitewashed or, you know, something along those lines. Um, can we, sorry, 
Can, yeah. can we talk about, for me, this was the main draw of what hooked me to this game. Just the style in general. And I don't mean exactly. the art style. Like, that goes into it. But the style of um, the art, all the little details they put into it, the style, the voice acting and the music, the way that the weapons even felt, all that combined together just gave me this experience where I'm like, I, th- this game made Edgelord like a positive, sexy term you know <laughs> instead of this negative connotation i all the voices all the voice actors i wanted to like bottle up their voices and when i took a shower just like spread it all over me it's literally like, literally the oh first stream God. like palazzo was just commenting in the chat and he was like his voice does things to me like whoa and i was like it's, it's literally like, oh, darren corb he's the he's the composer for like he's all the, the composer music. exactly i was like App, uh, amazing, phenomenal performance. He liked my tweet dungeon. once, and now we're married, but he doesn't know it. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but no, I, I completely agree with you. I think um, Super Giant Games is like known for having this polish that's just like so slick. Like, like the game is just so sexy, and like not even in like a sexual way. Like it's just yeah. so like right. It's just oozing with like style, and like a, like the only like kind of comparison I can make is like Persona Five. Um, yeah, I feel played it, but like, but just like, just like the way, like every single, the way, like every like menu screen opens up, like the way, like every, it feels to like press every button, like every sound effect, like is very deliberately designed to make you feel yeah. awesome. Everything just attacks um, your eyes and your ears. Yeah, and it's really what I aspire to do, like with my own art or like when I make my own podcast. It's like I, I want to like dive into like that level of detail. It's just like I want yeah. everything to sound like this sexy, but like again, not even in a sexual way, just like. I can't right. think of another word for it. Yeah. No, I totally get I, what you mean. It, it's yeah. the perfect word. I un- I understand exactly what you mean. Just on a personal note, I've caught myself increasingly over time. Just when something is really good, I just go hot. Yeah. <laughs> and so, so I look at this game. You, you know, you open like you said, like you open a menu screen. It's just hot. Yes. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Right from the menu, it grabs you with the burst of like with green flames music? or whatever. I'm like, oh, yeah. all right, like, I'm in. You have me by the balls. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't even want to jump into like the minutia of like the amount of things that we could like talk about on this front, like in 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 the slick style and presentation. But like down to like little things that you wouldn't expect. Um, it, the very first boss fight that you get to, the death animation is. I'm so obsessed with it. It, like, cuts to a black screen, and then it's a mask over the character model over, like, a, like, color palette that kind of matches theirs. And it's something that you probably won't even notice the first few times. And then when you do, I'm just like, that is... It just looks so good. And it's, like, it's a little thing that you see for, like, two seconds, and then it's gone. And that is all throughout the game. You see that, uh, like, you know, from character designs to, like, I just love Poseidon having his arms, like, over the trident slung over his back. Yeah. Um, to, and every like, time you get a new boon, like, the weapon changes uh, its design. Like, if you get Poseidon, you have a water effect whenever you swing it. Um, I think you, when you're pitter-pattering on the floor, there's, like, a fire footprint that you leave mm-hmm. behind yes. or something. That's really cool. Yeah. So much. Um, so much. One of the level designers like tweeted like how they designed the barge of death. And it was so freaking cool because it's like all smoke and mirrors, right? So like yeah. there's this level called the barge of death where you like get on this giant like floating rib cage and it like travels basically an infinite distance while you're fighting this like one encounter. And then as soon as you finish the encounter at the same time, like the barge arrives at your destination. And I was like, huh, that's kind of interesting that they like had this like continuous loop like based on how much time you're spending on the barge and it ends at exactly the right time how do they do that and the level designer like tweeted how they did it and basically your start destination and your end destination are like only like a few feet apart but when you get on the barge of death in between the game just cycles like the environment around the barge um, huh. and then you just when you finish it just goes boop like one foot over onto your destination and I thought that was so clever that's um, really cool I love it absolutely uh, and that's, I mean, it's, we kind of take for granted with the quality of games right now, like the amount of magic that people have to pull off with limited resources, especially for a game that has to run on like the Switch. Um, so I would love to see something like, uh, I know there's a series on YouTube called Boundary Break, uh, where they kind of explore these things. I would love to see something like that with Hades because I saw that tweet and I was yeah. fascinated. Uh, but on that front, just really quick, I want to touch on performance super quick, just how it ran for everyone on your particular systems. Uh, I played on the PC, and 
It was perfect. <laughs> I have not a single complaint. Except, okay, well, I think it was just me, like, button mashing, because, mm. like, um, uh, my sticky keys. My sticky keys. Ah. Uh, that yeah. was it. Well, I mean, you can turn that off. That's, I know, yeah. So, yeah. but, like, that was, yeah, that's fine. So, yeah. Yeah. Palazzo, you played on Switch, right? I did, and it also ran perfectly. Very oh. beautifully. Um, yeah, I didn't run into any hitches at all. It was great. Very fluid. Very nice. <laughs> it it ran really well for me on Switch as well. However, I will say there were points where, like, I remember as I progressed in the game, certain encounters, I was like, is the game mad that I'm getting better because I feel like it's throwing more enemies at me? Yeah. And there were a few points where, like, literally there was so much going on on screen, particularly with the enemies that shoot out, like, waves of, like, particulates and stuff, that I did have some slowdowns on the Switch. I was going to say, yeah, I also had frame rate issues, but I think I felt like I was more being punished for doing crazy things that i think maybe the game wasn't expecting us to do <laughs> right it's like a, oh i guess i shouldn't have like like especially like um the witch's circle when they fire it's like four exactly. it's like four to six like enemies that mm-hmm. all fire like 30 energy balls at you at the same time and it's like a, okay the game gave through this at me i feel like it's not my fault if i like try to deflect all these but if i yeah. try to deflect it the game is like whoa whoa <laughs> slow down there man and i'm like okay <laughs> hold on hold on like you threw this at me i ran into that same uh, in issues in that same part where I had deflect, and then I had one of the perks where with every attack, I would also shoot out additional projectiles. Uh, and so I think it was just the number of projectiles on screen at once. The game was like, ah, no, wait, you're not supposed to do this. Yeah. Um, and also, but, like, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was going to say, and also, like, damage calculation gets, like, really wonky at certain stages. Like, um, particularly, like, like, I, like I got to a part where, like, I can basically kill the Bone Hydra in, like, 15 seconds or less. But when you do that, the game gets, like, mad at you. So it'll, like, it'll, like, show, like, you've clearly done enough damage to kill the whole thing. But it'll be like, hold on, we still have this, like, mandatory phase for you. So we're going to, like, actually oh. cut off the damage at a certain stage. But then, like the bar yeah. like the health bar like won't decrease in time so like it'll it'll like still show it at like full health even though you know you've killed it and now the boss is like on another phase like throwing completely different attacks at you um yep. so, that so is, yeah that's good yeah. to know because i wasn't sure if those phases were required or yeah. not i thought you could melt it if you're quick enough and i just never was but no they force you to go yeah. through the other two yeah. phases Got which is fine but then i feel like the game shouldn't like get snagged on a thing that it like yeah. right decided yeah. to do to me you know yeah i've i've had the same thing where like before the fight technically starts like it's still like the opening animation i start killing it and yeah. you see like health bar goes down and then it refills yeah. and it like struggles for a second it goes back and forth yeah. and then it refills all the way up and i'm like all right fine yeah have it, it your way and i cannot emphasize enough like this is like the smallest little like yeah. thing to get yeah. upset about but it's just like these are the things you notice when like everything else just is like runs like butter yeah and you know also goes to show that like these are the things we're nitpicking being this small in a game where you're replaying the same thing over and over and over and over again for 140 hours you know like so to say that we haven't run into more uh issues also i guess uh, uh speaks to the game's quality uh, lastly or at, at least on my end as far as the gameplay like the last thing i was curious about was really for toe uh really having just kind of demolished the game at this point <laughs> i inhaled it yeah yeah <laughs> um because once you complete the game the first time, it opens up new options that are meant to keep the game fresh. And like you said, you know, later on, characters kind of encourage you to try new things and all of that. Uh, but did the gameplay, especially after beating, you know, whatever you consider to be the final ending, uh, was there enough there uh, to keep you engaged? Or were you just doing it because at this point you're like, I'm so close to finishing it, I'm going to finish it? Or was it was it continually engaging? Did it maintain that sort of... Uh, spark that's a, that's a good question um i would say my experience might not be the same as other people's because after i had gotten like the true true ending or at least as I, what i understand to be like the true true ending which like does not have a credit scene or anything associated with it. it's just like a resolution to the story sure um it uh, essentially i had not 
maxed everybody else's relationships just yet so i was like okay i'm gonna go back i'm gonna like max out every keepsake and then i'm also going to you know get all of skelly's statues for the packs for the packs of punishment and then i'm also gonna like max all of my relate like like relationships with like all of the npcs so that took a little bit more time and then those all kind of like resolved in their own way to the point where like now i am finally again i have to say 140 hours (laughs) later finally certain npcs are repeating certain lines um so yeah i will say like there is not a whole lot to do in the end game if you've done everything but i feel like at the same time like you could still enjoy it if you're a person who like enjoys that type of replayability but like i did play it more for the story and for the character development and again there were some character developments that did not happen until like a 100 hours in so like that is still really good especially compared to like previous super giant games like like transistor which is probably like my favorite game by them like i beat it in a night like i started at like 10 p.m i beat it at like 5 a.m and i was like oh my god this is the most incredible thing ever so like this is like 10 to 20 times like more time consuming than any other game they've made and it shows so like i don't want to knock it for not having anything else to do but i feel like and and i'm not even going to say like i'm like you know there are people who put more into the game than i do like there are speed runners right who are about beating the game in like under eight minutes whereas it takes me about maybe 12 to 15 minutes to do like a whole run so like I, i could i could keep working at it if i wanted to but like that's not enjoyable for me but i think I after doing everything, like I kind of felt like there was this like void inside me. It's like, oh my god, now what is there to do? Like I, I, I <laughs> yeah. I'm all out of like fun things. Um, so the I, game has yeah. a hard mode that you could do, right? Like a hell mode. Uh, yeah. So there, so there's the I, I my understanding of the hell mode is that you turn up the difficulty all the way, or or, or you're talking about the if you die once thing. Are you talking about like a hardcore mode? It, I, I saw it in the menu. It's an There's option. like a god mode, which makes it easier for you. Not that. The other one. It's I think it's called hell mode. Okay. I'll have to go back and look at it. I might already have it turned on, or I might just like not have played it. But um, but <laughs> okay. it definitely doesn't give you any more content-wise. Gotcha. Um, so there's the okay. there's like the god mode, which basically makes you a little bit stronger every time you die, which I have not done, but could be good. Like, I'm a fan of making games accessible for people in that way. Absolutely. It's, yeah. it's nice. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. <laughs> have you been using it? Uh, I, off stream, I had started like playing with it to see, but like today on mm-hmm. stream because I wanted to kind of like get through it real quick because I only had an hour. I turned it yeah. on. Uh, yeah, cool. I turned it on. And Notable it difference helps. or no? Uh, it helps. You're more uh, resistant to damage. Is basically what it is, and sure. each uh, every time you die, like you gain more damage resistance. Gotcha. So like right now. I'm at like 50% damage resistance. Oh, nice. oh wow. Okay. That's good. Yeah. yeah. So if, cause I really, I wanted to get to the true ending. So I'm probably going to keep it on until I get to the true ending just cause you know why? So if you yeah. toggle it off, it keeps all your progress. Yeah. You oh, can good. turn it okay. off and like then oh, jump back a week later and it's still. That's really nice to know that, you know, I'm sure that yep. might assuage some worries for people who like might yeah. need a game like wow. this to be kind of uh, inaccessible. Yeah. 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 So. My, my one piece of advice, though, is um, when you do finish it, do try turning off all of your, like, Mirror of Night talents or try doing, like, least useful boon runs because I think you will really surprise yourself that like at how much better you've gotten at a thing sure. that you might not have noticed. Right. Yeah, definitely. absolutely. Yeah, yeah one thing I, I'm going to try is to start a new game eventually when I get the true ending and to see how far I could get now that I've played the game oh, up until this that's point. Smart. You know, yeah. see how far I progressed. Yeah. Um, does anyone else have anything else? I I feel like I kind of covered a lot of my main points. Yeah, you guys touched on a lot. Yeah, I I feel like we did a great job actually covering this game. <laughs> I mean, we have been talking for a while, but um, yeah. no, I'm... I would, I would love to just, like, off-air have, like, a spoilerific conversation with y'all oh, when you're, yes, like, actually please. caught up, yeah. because there are so yeah. many other things <laughs> I want to talk about, but I feel like this is, like, a... I feel like we did, like, a really encompassing overview of, like, gameplay, story, art direction, like, all that yeah. stuff, so... Yeah, definitely. All right, so in that case, I think we're ready for a vote. So, <laughs> in the case of Hades, how do we vote? 
Um, I'm sure you're going to be very shocked by the outcome of this vote, considering our effusive praise for the game. Uh, on my end, absolutely. Uh, I, th- I think you should buy it, though. For uh, $25, you know, the fact that you can get over 100 hours of engaging gameplay out of it alone just shows, like, the value that's there. Uh, and, you know, if you know me at all and my tastes, like... This is a game that, not that it's a super hard sell, but it's on the harder end of, of stuff for me to enjoy. And I had an absolute blast with it, way more so than I expected. Uh, and I think that this, we kind of said that Spelunky might be like a, a fun entry point, you know, especially for the price. Scrap that. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you, you want to try a, like a roguelike game at all, uh, unless you really want that local multiplayer, which is one of the things that seemed interesting there, uh, I would say... Hades. Hades absolutely has just a, a wonderful mixture. It, it is a concoction of, of game design and and uh, narrative and, and everything that um, makes this a really accessible entry for, I think, probably people who are seasoned in this category of games, as well as newcomers. So yeah, absolutely you should buy it, though, on my end. Mm. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and just second that right there. Yeah, definitely buy it. I think it is of as someone who has never played a roguelike or light game before, I think this was a great introduction, and I don't. I love Greek mythology, so that was a nice little bonus, and the voice acting is phenomenal. It's just so good. It's so good. I have really no complaints for the yeah. So buy it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I forgot this game was $25. I feel yeah. like if I had paid 60 for it, I still would have been just as happy. Like, it's worth it. In fact, I voted yes to buy Crash Bandicoot in, like, the last episode. Don't. Buy this game, like, <laughs> twice. Buy this game twice. How, how many games good. have y'all told people to buy? Because now maybe they're broke, and now they can't get Hades. Oh, <laughs> no. We are broke. Yeah. We are. We're broke, too. We're broke for you guys. Um... <laughs> But yeah, all everything in this game sort of comes together almost perfectly. The style, the music, voice acting, story, everything just connects beautifully to make this fantastic product. And it, it is in my top three games of the year, definitely. I don't think it's number one because I fell in love with Final Fantasy VII Remake. Like really fell in love with that game. Ooh, but it, it, that this later. game is solidly in my top three for sure. I, I love it. So, yes, this is a buy, definitely. Um, I would say it's definitely a buy because, um, especially if you did like Final Fantasy VII, I feel like you can get the twin fists of Alpha and like live your like Tifa fantasy, which is like what I was <laughs> doing the whole time. Because you can get yes. a special that lets you do like the dolphin blow kick instead of the regular special. Um, no, so, oh. yeah. Uh, so, what I would say is, um, yes, obviously, like my, my vote would be to buy it, but I think. If I, if I can kind of like say, say kind of like a parallel point to that, I think yeah. even if it's not the type of game that you would buy, I think looking at kind of like the games that have come out this year, it is unquestionably like in the in a lot of conversations is like considered game of the year or like in the running for that. So if you're the kind of person who cares about like what is on the bleeding edge of like games that are coming out today in terms of like art direction and style and mechanics and voice acting and like what is like at the like front tier of that um i think it's a game worth looking at like just like as kind of like a cultural touchstone of like what 2020 is at in terms of gaming so that is like my argument for it um but i, I would actually like to ask like would you buy it after uh, uh, uh nice yeah based on uh, kind of what the four of us have said I'm probably gonna buy it. Hey, <laughs> hey. <laughs> especially because it's like on the Switch. Like I love those games where it's just like I don't have a lot of time or like I'm always busy. If you can beat it in like a loop of like 20 minutes or less, and then you're still having a good time, like definitely. Yeah. TJ, I don't want to change your mind, but I'm just saying this game will have the opposite effect. It's not like a filler game. It's gonna eat your life up. Yeah, like. but in the best. <laughs> way, I mean, I also play games like Binding of Isaac and Enter the Gungeon. So, yeah, yeah. oh, then actually, you'll do you'll do just fine. Oh yeah. 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 Uh, but yeah, okay. So, in the case of Hades, you should buy it though. Yeah. Amazing. Yay! Yeah. I I will. And TJ will. <laughs> Um, yeah, kind of like you guys said, it's definitely in my top three. My top three this year so far is such a weird mixture. It is this, Ghost of Tsushima, and Parkasaurus. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, wow. Not Doom Eternal? Wow. 
I think for me, it's got to be, I, I would say like Hades number one, like very close second is um, the latest update of No Man's Sky, which I do consider to be basically a new game. Oh, I got to hop in. Uh, yeah, 3.0 3. is like, this, it, it is really like a monumental achievement of just like game making that I think just like really deserves to be recognized. And I would say like a distant third is probably Animal Crossing because I've put about 400 hours into it now and it would be wrong to say that it's not in my top three if I've put several months of my actual life into it Uh, yeah yeah. that's why uh, before this i played this game fall guys was number three for me because i dumped so many hours into that but this game blew that out of the water like number one is final fantasy 7 remake then ghost of tsushima and then this game for sure nicholas palazzo i made a fall guys D &D session for you And I and love tell- every you're, second. You're telling of me it. we got to now we got to do a Hades, Hades session. Yeah. yeah, I have been telling him. I'm like, I'm sorry. I, I actually will have to invite myself one. to that one if you do. That. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, I will be. I will you. be literally angry at you if you do like a Hades themed. <laughs> can I just DM you're, you're it? I will DM. I will DM. Oh my god! Can you DM? Toe, can you DM? I literally John, love John that. John doesn't feel like ish. he knows enough about Greek mythology. So, Toe, if you want to DM it, please. I will. I have a very surface theater level knowledge of mythology. If you're okay with like homebrewed well. boons and ish, I will absolutely do that. Yes. Yes. Okay. Of course. Okay. Sweet. Okay, we'll continue this conversation. <laughs> okay, sorry, sorry, that, <laughs> sorry, that was very rude of me, but I was just like, I have to invite myself to this. Stay tuned for Dungeons and Dreamers. So. Yeah, yeah. Please, yeah. Uh, but thank you all so much for listening. Um, Toe, where can people find you? Oh, cool. Uh, yeah, so people can find me. Uh, I'm very online, uh, so they, uh, they, they they can find me on Twitter at Tozaman, spelled at T A U Z as in zebra, A M as in Mary, A N as in Nancy. Uh, I'm also the same thing um, on Instagram. Uh, I, I mostly post like about like other podcasting stuff. Oh, I make a podcast. That's probably the thing I should say. Uh, I make a podcast called uh, Caravan. You can find it on um, at Caravan Radio. Uh, it's a podcast about um, the Wild West, bounty hunting, friendship, sex with demons, uh, and also trying to get out of hell. Um, and it is a huge labor of love. Um, one of your uh, favorite uh, streamers here also happens to be like one of the main characters on it. That's actually how I <laughs> met him. Uh, so you should give it a listen and find out who that is. Um, but um, yeah, no, every, every second of working on it has been a gift. And especially just the fact that it allowed me to meet the rest of y'all was um, really special. So I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me here. No, of oh, course. Thank you yeah. for joining us. I think uh, um, thank you for bringing your expertise to the table and, and such thoughtful discussion on this wonderful game. Oh, yes. um, on that front, thank you all so much for listening. Um, if you enjoyed what we do here and you're interested in checking us out, seeing where you can support us, uh, we have links in the show notes for our Patreon, our Kofi, all of that. We want to give a very special thank you to uh, patrons Jerry Benitatos and Ann Baird. Uh, your support means uh, quite a lot. Um, and thank you to everyone listening. Um, you know, t- times are tight. If if uh, you're looking for other ways to support the show, please consider sharing us with friends if you like what we do here, and uh, or maybe leaving us a little review in the podcast app of your choice. Or subscribing to us on Twitch for free. Also, that we stream. Uh, Amanda was, I think, is going to continue streaming Hades still. So if you want to catch some more of that in the next few days, uh, go check that out. Twitch.tv/WhimsicProductions. Uh, but thank you all so much for listening. Uh, thank you, Toe, for being here. Thank you, Super Giant Games, for the gift that was Hades. Uh, and yes. we will talk at you next week. Thank you. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goddamn. <laughs> <laughs>